Now hear the Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to St. Luke. said, therefore, to the crowds that came out to be baptized by him, You brood of vipers who warned you to flee from the wrath to come, bear fruits in keeping with repentance, and do not begin to say to yourselves, We have Abraham as our father. For I tell you, God is able from these stones to raise up children for Abraham. Even now the axe is laid at the root of the trees. Every tree, therefore, that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. And the crowds asked him, What then shall we do? And he answered them, Whoever has two tunics is to share with him who has none, and whoever has food is to do likewise. Tax collectors also came to be baptized and said to him, Teacher, what shall we do? And he said to them, Collect no more than you are authorized to do. And the soldiers came also and asked him, And we, what shall we do? And he said to them, Do not extort money from anyone by threats or by false accusation, and be content with your wages. As the people were in expectation, and all were questioning in their hearts concerning John, whether he might be the Christ, John answered them all, saying, I baptize you with water, but he who is mightier than I is coming, the strap of whose sandals I am not worthy to untie. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand to clear the threshing floor and to gather the wheat into his barn. But the chaff he will burn with an unquenchable fire. And so, with many other exhortations, he preached good news to the people. But Herod the Tetrarch, who had been reproved by him for Herodias, his brother's wife, and for all the evil things that Herod had done, added this to them, that he locked up John in prison. The Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. Praise to you, Lord Christ. Please be seated. Now may the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be always acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and redeemer. Amen. Welcome on this third Sunday in Advent, this Gaudete Sunday. Gaudete from the Latin rejoice, the choral introit for this gospel lesson on this day, taken from the reading that we had from St. Paul. Rejoice, I say again to you all, rejoice. Today, we take a little break in the penitential season. Our Advent candle is a softer pink. Some parishes are even decked out in rose vestments on this day. And we hear St. Paul writing from prison, Rejoice in the Lord always, I say again, rejoice. Two weeks ago, we introduced Advent as a season of longing, a season of lament. And as we started Advent, I invited you to the practice of lament, the practice of recognizing the things around us that are not right, naming them before God, admitting our powerlessness to change them, and boldly demanding that God do what only he can do. That is the first portion of lament. And then we wait. We wait for God to do in us what only he 
can do. We wait for God to speak to us. We wait for our awareness of the presence of God. Part of the wonderful mystery and power of lament is that in our waiting and in our awareness, we find ourselves suddenly in praise. For it is in this waiting that we're able to respond in praise of the character and nature of God, to experience the love of God, even when our circumstances do not change. I think Paul's rejoicing from prison is indeed the fruit of this type of lament. In the midst of all that is not right, Paul is able to see the rightness that is God and know that the Lord is near. Indeed, this is a reason for great rejoicing. And so, let us now turn to our season of longing and lament. Let us hear the invitation to become aware in this season of God's rightness and nearness. Let us look first at Luke's account of the ministry of John the baptizer. The crowd has gathered They've heard the call to repentance, the call to change their way of knowing. Those who respond recognize that their old way of doing doesn't fit with their new way of knowing. Sometimes we recognize the same thing in our lament. We cry out about all that is not right around us. We cry out that we're powerless to change even one thing. And God gently reveals the way that he is inviting us to participate in the work of his spirit around us. Listen now as we hear that invitation from John on the banks of the Jordan as the people ask, what then shall we do? And John responds, if you have two tunics and you see someone without a tunic, give him one of yours. If you have food to share and you see someone without, give him some of yours. You may be much more generous in giving at heart than I am, but some of you might recognize this conversation, this argument that I have with God when he reveals that to me. I say, but, but God, I might need this someday. And God replies, hey, Rob, this is someday. I might say, but this is my just in case. And God says, this is the case. I cry out, but I earned this. Hmm, really? <laughs> John continues. When you have the opportunity to use your position to exploit someone else, don't. Even when everyone else is doing it, even when it is expected of your position, even when no one would notice, when you have the opportunity to exploit someone, don't. We can look out at all the ways that we notice the not rightness of the world. And where we see darkness, we can listen for the invitation to bring light. Where we see fear and division, we can listen for the invitation to speak love and reconciliation. Where we see hopelessness and despair, 
we can listen for the invitation to share hope. Where there is selfishness and meanness in the world around us, in our community, even in ourselves, we can listen for the invitation to love. In the helplessness of our lament, we can listen for God to invite us to participate with the Holy Spirit in manifesting the kingdom of God even now in this season of longing. We may not be able to do great things, but we can do all things with great love. And now, let us turn to this beautiful vision from Zephaniah. Zephaniah speaks to Judah in the midst of the great reforms of King Josiah. And he speaks of the judgment that is to come on Judah and Jerusalem and all the nations. A time of trial, a time of hardship, a time of sifting and destruction. And then Zephaniah comes to the telos, the purpose, the end of all of this. As God gathers all the nations, unites them once again in one tongue and one purpose of praise. And so we come to this beautiful vision that we read today as we hear the promise that the mighty God in your midst will rejoice over you with gladness. He will quiet you with his love. He will exult over you with loud singing. Oh, the beauty of the singing God. The great beauty and power of prophecy is that it speaks eternal truth into temporal experience. Into the temporal experience of Judah, Zephaniah spoke the eternal truth of judgment and redemption, the eternal character of the God that destroys our idols and redeems our hearts so that we may indeed worship in spirit and truth. The lament and longing of Advent prepare us to see that same eternal truth, that same character of God, that same way of judgment and redemption manifest in a baby lying in a manger. The Lord God is in your midst, a mighty one who will save. In the waiting of our lament, in our awareness of trial and hardship, in our sifting in our destruction, in our awareness of the not right of our own temporal existence, Zephaniah invites us to listen, to listen quietly to the eternal, joyous exaltation of God over his people. He invites us to be quieted by God's love. And so, on this Gaudete Sunday, I invite you once more, rejoice to experience the presence of God in our midst. Indeed, he is the mighty one who will save. Hear him rejoicing over you with gladness. Let him quiet you with his love. I say again, rejoice. The Lord is in our midst. Let us be anxious for nothing, but instead bring all that we have, all that we are, before him in prayer and supplication and great thanksgiving. Rejoice. 
Rejoice and hear the invitation of the singing God to participate in the love that makes manifest the kingdom as we meet the needs of one another. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.